Dogs of Warcry is a new podcast from the Mortal Realms, focusing on Warcry, a fast-paced, cinematic skirmish game by Games Workshop. Join us for discussions on gameplay, rules, lore, painting, terrain building, campaigns, and events. In episode four of the second season, we're going to be discussing how to cheaply, or efficiently, or bestly, buying new models for the new warbands. This is Muster Guide 2.0. Welcome to the Warband. My name is Eric, and answering the call with me this week is Pavin. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. On a new mic, sounding fresh. Finally. And we got, and we got Josh. How are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining me. We've got a, a new muster guide. Obviously, we've gotten a slew of new card packs, um, new war bands coming in, and uh, I'm excited for what that could mean and will likely mean for you know our personal league nights for playing some more variety of war bands. Uh, not that we got to play every war band that was already out. Um, but, uh, but we also, uh, it's time to update our muster guide. You guys excited for this? Definitely. Heck yes. <laughs> and awesome. So let's, uh, let's get through all of this fun stuff and get to the serious business as fast as we can. So, the Forge of Mithraxis Calls. What you guys been up to? Josh, how's hobby been for you the last couple of weeks? It's been good. Been keeping really busy. I've been working on my uh, Circle of Paint challenge, and that's been progressing well. I've yeah, just been... rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> just gonna, you just on gonna massage it. Just going to massage it in there. <laughs> I've uh, been uh, also working on painting up my Cahadron Overlord Warband, trying that out. Um, also, based on our, our discussions for the Adepticon event, you know, I've been uh, printing some things that we'll be using. So should be uh should be quite interesting. And it's been a lot of fun to get that thing going. Very cool. Very cool. Paven, what have you been up to? I have made very halting progress on my hobby uh, activities. I've been focusing on my eel riders, making progress on them. I got to try contrast for the first time, real late to that party. Really enjoyed the effect it had. Certainly not the silver bullet um, for all my painting needs, but it was definitely cool. Went on super fast, got a lot of progress quickly, but certainly feel like I have to layer on top of it. So I got one eel painted up. I'm still working on the basing scheme. Um, I think I talked a bit about this last time, but I think I want to rebase my entire I Neth Warband. I had 10 thralls in a character. Um, they just have sandy bases, and I just, they're, it's boring, and I don't like it. And so I think I'm going to pull them all off and try something new. I'm thinking like a dark, dark sand and a crystal for crystals poking out of the stand to make it more interesting and fantastic. Um, and Josh, it's my, it might, might help me out by 3D printing some stuff for me. Oh, um, yeah. So that's that's what I want to continue work on. I really want to. I have a good feeling on, or I think I can knock out the rest of the eels relatively quickly. Um, nice. That's it. Let me no, look that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's it. That's it. That's, all no, that's cool. Yeah, you messaged me a little bit, and we were started chatting a little bit about uh, spicing up basing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I'm always looking for something different to put on my bases. I don't know that I want. I never try and take too much time. Like 
if you go to like Vince Venturella's uh, channel on YouTube, the dude can make tons of amazing bases with, with a lot of cool stuff. So I recommend that. Um, but I found this weird like wire conduit st- stuff and I put that on some bases for my, my KO stuff, um, which is a segue to my hobby, which has been trying to finish, put paint and finish this big boat of mine, this giant ironclad made out of sector mechanicus stuff. Um, and it's going well. I'm liking it. Um, I, I, you always use this burnt metal, uh, from Vallejo metal air, uh, colors and it's super dark. It's called, yeah, burnt iron or something like that. Uh, and so like everything contrasts against it, like even dark reds. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I like it. So I'm, I'm just working on weathering and painting and I, I always, I'm not, I don't have any like smart weathering techniques. Like I haven't spent time learning weathering techniques, but I love scratched up paint. Like I love making that happen. And usually it's a very pretty manual process for me. Like I like just going into a, like a section that has paint on it and just scratching it up, uh, with, you know, like painting scratches on it. So it's a, I don't know. One of the things I did was, uh, checkers on the front, like a big old checker pattern on the front dome of this thing. And I'm looking forward to just messing it up. Like I spend all that time getting those straight little checks and making all the <laughs> corners touch each other. And then I'm going to mess it up on purpose. So that's going to be fun. That, um, yeah. Eric, can I say, uh, that would be super stressful for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would do it because I'd be worried I wouldn't mess it up the right way. And then, <laughs> then it's all ruined. Nice, <laughs> but in a bad way. Well, you might see that's what I uh, you might not like. I'm doing this freehand, so I came up with a an icon, a logo for the the war band, which they, so they're part of this military cult group called the Mule, which is a German word for the mill. And I I'm making a logo that's this big, um, kind of like a water wheel, but nice. with a bunch bunch of M's at, making up the spokes. Okay, uh, and so it's like paint a circle and then a circle inside and then a bunch of like geometric lines to hit the right spots to make it. Uh, so like painstakingly trying to draw these straight lines and making it so that it like looks symmetrical and all the lines are even, etc. And then I'm going to mess it up with scratches. It's so satisfying. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> and, and this is your ogre led yeah, boat. this is flying Wait. ogres. Okay. So I've been working on the big boat uh, and the basing on it, and everything balances. It's uh, sturdy. I can put models on top of it. It's fantastic. So awesome. I'm very pleased. Um, all right. That's been the, the hobby, the paint, the fluffy aspect on it. Now let's get to the warrior aspect of it, our path to glory. I'll kick this one off. Just a couple episodes ago, I introduced the Bright Flare Stormcast Vanguard Warband, uh, and I've been having a lot of fun with them. But with the new cards uh, coming out just this, uh, you know, couple weeks ago, um, Ogres, as we've been talking about, one of my first loves, um, I was able to get that card pack and get some Ogres on the table and have a couple of really fun games with them. I think I've played three or four games. I lost my very first game versus Legion of Nagash. Um, I think I took out half a dozen skeletons, uh, Graveguard, but half a dozen came back and and <laughs> wiped out my my gut lord. Uh, I just didn't 
totally have a handle on when to use my abilities, etc. cetera. Um, uh, I played a couple other games and then I <laughs> made, the, made the mistake of using the gut Lord in a, in a demo game, um, with a friend of the show, uh, from what the Hex, uh, Phil, and, uh, he's bringing his, uh, Zinch Arcanites and, um, I just got pretty lucky. I think he got a little unlucky with some rolls, uh, but I had a gut Lord, uh, do, uh, 50 wounds in one round against three models and taking them out. Um, so just real lucky rolls. Uh, the guy hits really hard and, you know, he kind of can put a lot of power in one part of the board. Uh, just so happened that I was able to get that part of the board and, and, uh, being a new player, you know, he, he leaned in to trying to kill him instead of running away. So uh, it was not a, a bad game, uh, but I felt a little bad uh, applying that much uh, power in a demo game. Not my usual style, um, but uh, but yeah. So I had a lot of fun with him, uh, and that that guy hits like a like whole neighborhood of brick houses. Right. <laughs> Josh, how's your path to glory been? It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun this last couple of weeks. Uh, we uh, ran our the Dream of Pestilence uh, campaign event again this last Thursday, and this time I, I got to play in it, and so did you, Eric. And uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, and we did some more tweaks, and we got it out for playtesting. And once we feel like we're comfortable with it, we'll share it with with all of you out there. And uh, but it was a great time, and uh, Schmidty's uh, acquisition and recovery core. Uh, was on the board, and and Smitty happened to be the last thunder or last leader on the board, and and won the mark of Nurgle. So he came out ahead in that dream of pestilence. Nice. Um, and I also got uh, three games in today with uh, with Ben. You know, a local Ben plays the Zinch Demons, and uh, we had a lot of fun. A lot of really close games. The the first game was objective based, and we we just had a tie. Nobody won that one. Uh, then the second game we played was for his con- first convergence, and uh, he he narrowly squeaked by with winning that one. And then we played my first convergence, and uh, unfortunately, it, <laughs> everything was against me in that particular game. And I, I almost pulled it off, but I did not quite get that convergence. So I'll have to give it another shot. But yeah, a, a lot of little fun, a lot of really close games. Pavent, how has your path to glory been? Um, pretty good. I played. Uh, since last time I played a couple games, one was um, against uh, you know our our network podcast network friend Phil, who right after he played Eric, um, just you know after Eric smashed the new guy, I uh, <laughs> I, I played I played another game afterwards. Um, we we weren't able to finish because he had to take off, but we had a pretty fun game, uh, Grotz versus Arcanites. It was a kill the leader game, and his leader was on a disc, and so he was flying around the board. And my bouncers were just trying to bounce after him. So, like, only those guys <laughs> mattered. Like, everybody else kind of scrum and didn't matter. Um, but we didn't quite finish. I think I think it would, it would probably be a toss-up whether I would be able to kill him or not. Because um, he could keep running away. Um, and then I played another game against Disciples of Zinch, which is Zinch Demons, um, against a local player, Ben. And that was a, quite a nail-bitery game. Um Man, they can put out a lot of a lot of firepower. Like I yeah. think everything in the warband shoots. Um, a lot of the things can shoot really hard, especially the big old flamer. Um, definitely cooked some goblins. But really fun game. Came out with it barely. Uh, like in the like I think we went into overtime, and then I was able to knock a treasure off a guy and win the game. Um, but I de- he needed to fail a number of shooting rolls not to kill my cave shaman, and he just he took him down to one wound left and wasn't able to finish it. So I won that game. <laughs> so that was super I- fun. 
Um, haven't gotten a lot of games in otherwise, although I did participate in an Underworlds tournament um, and lost every game big time. So super fun, but I'm definitely <laughs> not very competitive. Uh, but I did have a good time, really great tournament, really great uh, games. Nice, nice. Now, um, I wanted to caveat mine is that none of my games have pushed me at all towards my uh, my quest. Uh, so I felt a little bad about that. Mm. I feel like I'm just off the path to glory at the moment. Like I just got knocked off so by you, ogres. You didn't count your you didn't count your demo game as a campaign game. Um, I didn't. Actually, Good. I think my my just ogres the... are at their first convergence, and I just haven't done it. Gotcha. I see. So uh, I've got my stormcaster at their first convergence. My ogres are at their first convergence, and I'm just I'm not feeling like converging. I just want to play games. <laughs> All right. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I love, though, that lots of games have been played. Um, and uh, kicking off um, this in between last week, in between last recording and this one, we kicked off a new season of our league. Um, and we had, I think, 12 people out our first uh, our week. God. 12 people out our first week, and I believe we had nine people out our second week. Uh, so um, a lot of fantastic games played and, and even some new people joining us uh, um, from from a little further out. Our, our sphere or our circle is growing in our in our area and how many people are coming in from, from further away to play some games with us. So it's been a lot of fun. Speaking of circles, see what I did there? Circles. Let's get to the circle of pain. So <laughs> this season we're working on our war cry boards, uh, quote unquote, working on our war cry boards, uh, a, a board worth of terrain, a setting, a space to play in. Uh, so let's get some updates. Pavend, how's your board going? No updates. <laughs> <laughs> None. Nothing. Okay. I, uh, for a reach. I saw on the, this is no work, but I saw on the internet, somebody with a very, or a shop with a very cool Warcry setup. They had a lot of, a lot more platforms than I was used to seeing. And it was a GW store. I'm like, where do they get those platforms? They're not going to go third party. And uh, somewhere in the comments, I saw that they had repurposed the goblin town terrain from the Lord of the Rings Hobbit line. Yeah. And I checked out the kit bunch of really great platforms rickety rickety woody platforms and i thought maybe maybe that yeah, yeah. that's really cool stuff yeah. the the lake town terrain also comes with stuff um kind of walkways and like um, big gangplanks or boardwalks and stuff yeah no i printed that picture off because i was like oh this is awesome so <laughs> um i think it's also worth looking at the the new the Rowan um, or Rohan set that has like palisade walls and walkways and stuff. That stuff could be interesting for, for a war cry table. And I, I just keep talking because then maybe we don't have to talk about, how I have not done a thing on my shantytown war board. Do you think that's going to work? Yeah. Yeah. You just provided a nice I, I, update. Yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Uh, and it's been mostly because of this big boat. I got to get this big boat done. 
so I can just set it over there and be happy with it and, uh, you know, wait another six months before I put anything on the table and play any games with it. Uh, which maybe again, maybe, maybe I am working on my board. I said this last time, maybe I'll just switch over. So I guess I, I'll make a decision before next recording and there will be progress. Mark my words. Or we have the terrain making party, like Paven suggested. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. You did say if we don't. Oh, wait a minute. Did we just cross that, Pavent? Not yet. I think you said not, not yet. Not yet. Two yeah. episodes. Okay. Yeah, that would right. be the real. That would be the real circle of paint. <laughs> <laughs> lock us, lock us in a room until we come out with a Warcry board. There you go. <laughs> and then we'll a storyboard, a storyboard with ideas. <laughs> just a warning, uh, listeners. That could be the end of the podcast, uh, right there. <laughs> All right, Josh, save us. <laughs> All right. Well, at least uh, I've been making some progress. Um, I think last time I'd mentioned I got all the columns done and decorated. Uh, I've got uh, some tiles, you know, just some square tiles printed off and uh, sanded and textured. And just today, I finished gluing that on all the tiles, or all the columns, rather. And um, so next, I'm going to use some uh, some patch repair filler to fill in all the little holes and, and gaps, so to speak. And then the columns will be set to get primed. So that way I can make sure the airbrush primer works and uh, start working on a color scheme. I've got some ideas, but I'll definitely need to test that out. And then I'll add uh, some little details like maybe some bones or a rat or, you know, some small tidbits around the, the base of the boards themselves and then get that going. But, yeah, no, I've been really happy with where it's coming. So that's excited about that. But, now, yeah, the painting part will definitely be a, a, a bigger project. <laughs> Do you have a sense of your color scheme or a, uh, a texture been, scheme? Right. Yeah. I've been, so it has some brickwork and I, I thought maybe going with the, you know, kind of uh, brick colored red might be interesting, you know, with some brown washes to dirty it up. And, um, but I've, I've also seen um, when I did some initial war cry terrain research that people had done out there, somebody had a really nice kind of off white, color scheme with some purple and blue washes in the recesses and i thought that could be really interesting for the columns so oh, for sure especially yeah, with the color scheme right yeah and then I, I kind of thought i'd go with some kind of greenish murky brownish water which also contrasts well with the reddish brick so that's kind of what i got floating around at the moment nice very cool so do you feel like you're on track i mean you're just plugging away you got yeah. a lot to do though you get a it's a pretty ambitious project yep and and it's it's now I'm at the point where I wonder how much detailing do I want to do, you know, to make it, you know, kind of unique scenes throughout the boards, but also want to make sure I keep moving at a good momentum. So, so that that'll be, you know, part of the struggle. I'll have to think about that and see what, what I've got lying around. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we have just a few more weeks. Sorry. My mind blinked again. I should have this. This isn't something I should be updating here and just say how many weeks left. We got a few more weeks. Um, we're halfway through the season. Uh, we've got uh, a lot ahead of us, but we're going to get some momentum here soon for the rest of us. No doubt. Promise that. Mark my words. Marked. Marked. Okay. Let's jump into these visions of madness. We're going to be talking about some of the things that have come out in the last couple of weeks on this episode, so it's timely. Uh, since we last recorded, um, Paven, what are some of the new stuff that's uh, that's come out? 
All right, new stuff for Warcry that has just dropped are the second wave of Warband cards, or maybe this is the third wave. I don't know how we're counting it, but it's the second part of the second wave. Um, so included are Sylvaneth, Stormcast Eternals, Sacrosant Chamber, Seraphon, Maggotkin of Nurgle, Rotbringers, Maggotkin of Nurgle, Demons, Heedonites of Slanesh, Blades of Corn, Demons, Blades of Corn, Bloodbound. Very nice. Uh, that's a. I mean, this is a huge swath. I would agree. It's it's second half of the second uh, half. <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, Josh, what else is uh, been out for pre order and in stores now? Definitely. So now we also have. We've been long awaiting for the new monsters, the Mindstealer Spheranx and the Fomoroid Crusher. So happy that those are coming out and looking forward to grabbing at least the Spheranx for sure. Yeah, we're all excited for these. They're going to add a ton of new flavor. And I foresee this being kind of the future of Warcry now that a lot of these cards uh, have come out for the different uh, existing warbands. There's still a few others. Um, and uh, these guys are going to be an example of the the new stuff that's going to come out in the future that's going might be more chaos focused or or be unique and different to the eight points, et cetera, um, or wherever else we go. So excited for these. We'll still, we'll, once we get some time with them and play with them, we'll tell you more about them and figure out how to get them in your warband and all that good stuff. Um, lastly, um, the fire slayers are not one of the card packs that came out. Um, but in the February white dwarf, it has been noted, rumored, et cetera, that the cards for the Fire Slayers will be in that White Dwarf. So if you are a naked dwarf player uh, with big hair, meaning the dwarves have big hair now that you have big hair, or both, pick up the February White Dwarf. I would definitely paint uh, a small warband of of those little guys. Uh, I'm excited for it. So, all right. Uh, We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Muster Guide 2.0. See you in a minute. The victory condition is coming up, but before we recorded our thoughts here on the podcast, we discussed them on our Discord channel. The Mortal Realms Discord is an inclusive, creative place to share your own path to glory and a circle of paint. So come join us for conversations before they become topics on the podcast at themortalrealms.com forward slash discord. Time to get back onward to victory. Welcome back. Our victory condition this episode is to revisit our muster guide from season one because uh, this year we've gotten already gotten a number of uh, brand new warband card packs. And what we hope to do with this is give anybody listening who's interested in getting in one of these new warbands because let's face it, it opens up a lot more collections and a lot more options for Warcry, and that could bring in a whole lot of new players. But we want to get to kind of your the easiest way or the most efficient way to get to your first 1,000-point warbands. Now, a couple caveats with this. First of all, when we talk cheap, we mean what is the lowest cost to get to 1,000 points? That one might seem obvious. When we talk about easy, that might be um, the fewest number of models painted or the easiest um, kind of models to paint in a range, um, or it might just be... a like a really efficient way to to get a warband on the table when there's maybe not a lot of other options. Um, and then 
the the last few things I want to say is that our advice here or the things we're listing are uh, available products, um, which means that we're not going to recommend some of the battle boxes that where there's two armies that aren't available anymore, which could be a really good source, but they're just not available, so we're not going to recommend those at this time. And also, um, we are not as concerned in this with an optimized list you know, like, because because often you need variety, and for some armies, that's going to take a number of boxes to purchase. Um, and we're also, you know, we like to buy the models that we like and want to play with. So that might be that's such a personal preference that we're not going to make that recommendation. Josh, are you ready to get started with this? Yes, let's share what we know here. All right, how about you, Pavent? Oh, uh oh, <laughs> I think we've lost Pavent. We're going to have to see if we can find him in one of these. Uh, these lists here. Um, all right, let's get started. Uh, Josh, why don't you kick us off? Um, let's talk a little bit about war bands that have already been out and a few things that have changed or been updated since our last mustard guide. Where do you want to start? Let's start with last year, beginning of this year, we got some war cry boxes specifically put together for three of the factions, one from three different grand alliances, uh, the Stormcast Vanguard, the uh, Gloomspite Gits, and the Nighthawk all got their own Warcry box devoted to them. And we even got a couple additional cards for the, the Nighthawk and the Gloomspite Gits. So those are definitely going to be the best way to kind of get the combination of models for those earlier kits. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, with that, we've got some, you said we got some new models. The Miramore and Banshees are new for the uh, Nighthaunt, and the Snufflers are new for the Gloomspite. So that's really interesting. And we talked about this when these came out, how um, really cool that could be for to see more of the Warbands that we love to play making their way into a Warcry-specific boxes. A um, couple of, as we were kind of looking back uh, at some of the older boxes or older armies that are in Warcry, the Daughters of Cain are a really great candidate for a Warcry box. You buy that a box of Canary Life Takers, and you can make around 945 points with one box. Otherwise, you have to combine a couple of boxes to get to 1,000 points. So that would be a really great option. And then Ideneth Deepkin. Currently, the start collecting uh, is the best way to get to your first 1,000 points or the cheapest way. Otherwise, the other boxes don't quite get you there by themselves. Um, so some, some things to think about, uh, keep your eyes open for. Um, but now that we've got so many armies to choose from, uh, that those are just nice to haves if, if they're coming out with some new boxes. So from there, then let's get into the new stuff. Um, let's start with the Spire Tyrants as they're our newest chaos war cry faction, meaning they're, they're brand new for war cry and we've seen them for a couple months and they're finally out. Um, and again, uh, the cheapest way and the easiest way to get these guys, the only way, is in a Warcry-specific Spire Tyrants box. And uh-huh. it comes with, uh, as you would expect, a variety of warriors. So with the Warcry boxes, you're guaranteed to get a variety of fighters, which often, um, uh, with the box out of the gate, it's 945 points. It's a $50 box. And uh, you're going to get some things that you can change up. And then you're best off just getting a second box to add some variety, to do some new things, et cetera. So um, it's a fantastic 
uh, buy from what we've uh, come to expect and from what I've heard has some really good options. So those are the Spire Tyrants. Next, we're going to talk about Slaves to Darkness. So they just got a brand new battle tome, and so now they're rushing into Warcry. And our, our cheapest option for them is a box of Chaos Marauders. And that's because you get 20 of them, and they get you about 1,280 points total. So you can easily get 1,000 points, a liter, and some variety. And then to spice that up, you know, you're, you're going to have to get a couple of different boxes, either Marauder Horsemen or Chaos Warriors or, or other options. But Now... Beasts of Chaos, the cheap route, uh, is going to be one box of best gores. It's going to get you at 975 points for 10 fighters. If you want to go a little more efficient, um, but also giving you tons of options, the start collecting box is going like, to let you kind of have some ungores, some uh, uh, best of gores. You get the great Bray Shaman as a bonus and a Cygore as a bonus, which are great for allies and for um, uh, challenge battles. So it's $95, but you get a lot of options in there and it's a great way to get started with beasts of chaos. Now the next chaos option is the Skaven. And, uh, unfortunately the Skaven, while they have two good starting options, don't have any really good efficient options, but you can get yourself a box of plague monks and that would get you anywhere from 990 to 1480 points, depending on what options you choose. Uh, or a box of Skaven Clan Rats, which gets you about 970 to 1570 models. And that's because you've got 20 models in each of those kits with the leader option. So lots to choose from, and you'll have a pretty war large warband, but not a lot of variety. But to get that variety, you're going to have to purchase individual boxes. One thing I did want to point out is that there is a, um, a unique box set. It's called the uh, Rat Ogre Giant Rats Packmaster box set. And uh, that altogether has 830 points and gets you two rat ogres, some uh, large rats, some giant rats, and the packmaster, which are all a nice variety of options to add in a single kit. Nice. That would be definitely a good option. I think uh, storm fiends are a great way to get started. And if you've got uh, – you probably don't need – aren't going to be able to fit too many of them in a warband or want to. Uh, so that's a great way if you got other friends that are playing Skaven and buy a box and split up uh, you know, one each kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, all right. So we're getting into the real chaos gods now. Uh, let's talk about corn demons. The um, perhaps the both the cheapest and the easiest because it's the fewest number of models to get your first uh, 920 points is a box of flesh hounds. And the great thing is in the corn demons, uh, the flesh hounds have a leader option. So you'd get uh, five models, and that'd be $50, like I said, 920 points. It's skirting on the edge. Uh, we want to be a, like to be a little closer to um, 1,000 points, but for that extra, you got 80 points to spare, you're not going to fit another um, uh, flesh hound in there. So it's kind of as close as you're going to get with them. Uh, but uh, one of the options that's on the table, it's great, between this and the um, Slanesh Demons, is the Realm of Chaos, Wrath, and Rapture box is a fantastic buy to get both of those armies, uh, warbands. Uh, you get 10 Bloodletters, 5 Flesh Hounds, uh, 3 Skull Crushers, uh, and a leader option. Perhaps down the road will be an ally option with uh, Karanak. Um, and we'll talk about the Slanesh option later. But that's if you split it with a friend, that's an $80 split um, and get you a ton of options uh, to get playing Corn Demons in Warcry. That's a great buy. And for the Corn Bloodbound, we have something kind of similar. We, you know, you can get started with the Blood Reavers box. We get you 1,375 points because you get 20 Blood Reavers. There's a 
couple of different leader options in there. That's only $58. It's a great way to get started. The the start collecting box for that is the Corn Bloodbound Goreblade Warbind box. Um, can get you quite a few points, and it has a nice mix of 10 Blood Reavers, 5 Blood Warriors, and the Korgrath, which is a nice model to have in your list. Um, it also has a few a, a hero, a Bloodstoker, a Bloodsecretor, which you can use as allies. So that could be a good purchase for $85 to get you the variety and, and some allies to start with. Absolutely. And this one's one of those great ones where if you bought... Uh, the first, very first, uh, if you got the very first Stormcast or Age of Sigmar box lying around, uh, you know, from from when it launched with the Corn Bloodbound, uh, that that collection is going to be perfect here, especially with that Korgorath. Um, the Maggot Kin of Nurgle Rotbringers Warband. Um, here, y- this is going to be. Uh, we kind of cheated a little bit on. Uh, well, I'll say it a different way. Uh, this. This one was a harder one to get to a cheap option. Our efficient or easy option is the start collecting maggot kin of Nurgle Rotbringers option. You get five future uh, Blight Kings with a leader option, two Puscoil Blight Lords, and a bonus Lord of Blights that could potentially be an alley down the road, but is just a, a dang cool model. And that's $95. Um, now, if you wanted to just save uh, a few bucks, 10 bucks less for $85 would be our cheap option uh, that you get uh, one putrid blight King box and the, the Wumspat Warhammer underworlds box, uh, which uh, has three additional models that uh, two uh, that you could use as blight Kings and then a hag model uh, that could be used as an ally um, uh, or mercenary kind of thing. Uh, so that one, you get a $55 model, a, thir- a $55 kit, a $30 kit for a total of 85 which would be 1,145 points. One thing I want to mention as we do these, if we do sh- uh, share kind of you buy a box and you have more than 1,000 points, uh, we're definitely making sure that each of these options has a leader option in it. So you wouldn't, obviously you can't field 1,300 points or 30, 1,375 or 3,000 points on the field, but you have all those options, uh, which is why we we suggest we, which is why we note how many points are available. All right, those are the rot bringers. Tell us about the demons. Yes, so the demons are in a similar situation where there isn't one good kit or box to get you a thousand points, and the start collecting option is again the best option here because you'll get ten plague bearers. The leader option, three Nurglings, and three Plague Drones, and a, and a potential ally, the Herald of Nurgle. And that's all 90 bucks. So that's their most efficient way to get a variety and get you over 1,000 points. Otherwise, yeah. um, you could get a Plague Bearers box and a box of Nurglings. And together, that'll get you about, uh, looks like, a, a, a little over 1,000 points. And those kits together are $35, $30, get you 65 So you'll save a little bit of money, need two kits. But uh, it won't have quite the variety you do with the start collecting. Yeah. So both of the Nurgle ones are a great opportunity for a future Warcry box, um, you know, just to get some variety at a, at a lower cost. Um, all right. Hedonites of Slanesh. Now, uh, we've got two kind of options, a demon option and a mortal option for each of the Chaos Lords, except for Slanesh. We just have the Hedonites of Slanesh, uh, which are the demons. Easiest, most efficient way to get a warband uh, for Warcry is the second half 
or the other half of the Wrath and Rapture box that I mentioned before. Again, if you split it with a friend or if you take these two warbands separately, that's $80 for um, a bonus Infernal Rapturous, which is a really cool model and could be an ally at some point. Ten Demonettes with a leadership option, three Fiends with a leader option, and five Seekers of Slanesh with a leader option, uh, which comes out to over 2,000 points of models to mix and match for your warband. Now, for cheapest, uh, you can combine a couple of other boxes to get uh, down to around $60, $62, $64 uh, for uh, your starting warband. It could be uh, Seekers plus Hellstriders or Seekers plus Demonettes. Both uh, having models that would be really great. Um, the one thing that, again, the Wrath of Rapture box has those uh, new uh, fiends that have come out. Uh, so a great way to get that variety. But if you want to get in there a little bit cheaper, those are your options. And now for the Zeech Arcanites. We, uh, you know, we've got a really nice box, Zanger's box. We'll get you 985 to 1255 points, depending on what, what selection of models you choose. A couple different leader options. There are 10 models total in there. But you do get some variety, and it's only $40. So it's a great way to kind of get started. And, uh, and then you can just use some of the other kits to add on to that. Absolutely. Now, the Disciples of Zinch, uh, there's a couple of really cool um, options in here for the demons. Uh, the first thing to look at uh, for low cost is two Flamers of Zinch boxes. Uh, you get leader options, and you get six uh, flamers on the table. It's 970 points. It is a $60 purchase for the two boxes. Um, another, maybe a little bit easier, uh, would get be to get a box of pink horrors and a box of blue horrors. That gives you kind of the pink horrors and the ability to split them uh, using some of those abilities. That's a $70 purchase. And we were kind of, uh, you could, you know, you could just buy a box of pink horrors and run those. Uh, but we didn't feel right not including blue horrors because of just the, the lore and that sort of thing. So we put that in the easy option and obviously, uh, you know, painting up all those horrors is great. One of the cool things or interesting things is that obviously the start collecting is a fantastic option, uh, at $90. Um, uh, not only do you get, uh, 11 pink horrors, three blue horrors, uh, five screamers, three flamers, one exalted flamer, and bonus burning chariot bits. And the reason I say that is because the, the burning chariot um, alone, if you it has options to put the exalted flamer on its own base, the uh, blue horrors and the, the pink horror herald on uh, a base. And so the, that model alone or that kit alone is almost a thousand points. Um, so with this box, you get a lot of extra stuff to mix and match, etc. So it's almost uh, 3,200 points. Uh, points worth of of models to put on the table which is which is a fantastic variety definitely all right that's everything for chaos that's come out this year we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back we're going to get into our death option our our destruction option and then our order options we'll be right back Hey everybody, we loved preparing this episode with all the new stuff that came out. All the information we share is available on our website and it will be available as a downloadable PDF in the near future. Just go to themortalrealms.com forward slash dogs dash of dash warcry forward slash warcry muster guide. Whether it helps you get into a new warband or get a friend into warcry, we hope it's of use. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Mustard Guy 2.0. We're going to jump back into our first and only death faction of this second release. Uh, Why don't you take us away with that? Definitely. So now we have the Ossiarch Bone Reapers have joined the the battles in the eight points. And uh, with them, you have a couple different ways you can get started. You can start with the Cavalos Death Riders box and go with a totally mounted option. Or you can start with a box of more tech guard. And uh, you get 20 more tech guard and up to 1850 points. Or the Cavalos Death Riders, you get up to 920 points. So both are good options. Both kits cost $60 and get you going. And uh, again, if you're looking for variety, uh, looking for a half of the Feast of Bones box is a great way to get 10 more tech guard, three Necropolis stalkers, and, and a leader option in there. And that'll run you $83 at the current market value that I saw out there. But Get you a little bit more variety, but a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Now, next, uh, the first and only destruction faction of this second release, and that is the Ogre Maw Tribes. Now, the first cheapest way to get into Warcry is a box of Ogre Gluttons. uh, you will net you 1,580 points. Uh, worth of models to be able to put on the table in some varieties. There's a leader option, and there's six ogre gluttons and six grots. Uh, in this box, the grots come as kind of base decoration, but you can certainly put them on their own bases. Uh, you might have to source those, but it gives you options to put on the table right away. Um, but as another easy option, if you get one box uh, of lead belchers, it's also a $40 kit, um, and it gets you a leader uh get you four lead belchers with a leader option and an additional grot. Uh, and this guy has a, a back, a sack full of something and a, a nice torch to, to lead the way. And that uh, gives you enough to build up to 1215 points on the table. Um, now, some people might be interested. This is kind of a caveat. If you like to, to convert a little bit, uh, et cetera, there are, there is a ogre, um, Blood Bowl team called the Fire Mountain Gut Busters that would uh, give you 12 Noblars. Uh, there'd be four Ogres that could be used as gluttons with some conversion, with some weapons and that sort of thing. And that's a $35 kit. Um, so, Or you could use them as a count as. So if you were interested in doing some conversion or do something a little unique and wanted to run a ton of Noblars, that's a really fun option as well. All right. But now we got to go to the order faction yeah and and just to, to follow up on what eric is saying there the you know most of these factions you know well i'd say most of you know a lot of these models have warhammer underworlds or blood bowl teams and people make great use of those models to add additional um, you know, character and conversion opportunities so definitely take a look at those if you're looking to make some you know unique changes or, or characters in your warbands definitely a good option absolutely and, and uh, so now, now we'll dive into the order factions that we have for Warcry that have come out. The uh, Stormcast Eternal Warrior Chamber. Uh, and again, uh, is, this, is, uh, this faction has two different kits that are a good way to get started. You could either start with the Judicator box for 1,940 points total or a Liberator box, 1,910 points total. And each of those kits are $62 and each of them come with 10 models in it with a leader option. So good ways to get started. Uh, obviously, the start collecting box is is another option for a ton of variety, um, and that would get you you know three thousand points or more. 
uh, with 10 liberators, three prosecutors, three retributors, and then a, a couple different characters, the Lord Redictor, Lord Celestant on a Dracolith. That's $85. But I like how you say it, how you call them retributors. <laughs> yeah, retributor, retributor. retributors. Then we get the new Sacrosanct Chamber. And this one uh, is actually really interesting for the cheap option. Uh, with the new Soul War stuff that came out and the Sacrosanct Chamber opening up, we got our first kind of uh, easy-to-build uh, boxes. And uh, if you get yourself a box of sequiturs uh, and a box of castigators, you get uh, three sequiturs, you get three castigators, both with leader options, and you get a bonus griffhound, which isn't in this warband, but it's still a bonus. And that's going to cost you $30 because those are $15 uh, kits each U.S. We'll get you over 1,200 points uh, of models to put on the table. Uh, another way to go, again, if you wanted a more variety, uh, is half of the Tempest of Souls box, which is available on the website. If you split it with somebody, it'd be $80 and it would give somebody else or you'd get the, the Nighthaunt Warband as part of that. Um, you get five sequiturs, three castigators, three evocators, which is another fighter unit in the warband. All of those have leader options and a bonus Griffhound and a bonus Celestar Ballista. Now, Celestar Ballista doesn't do anything in Warcry, but I would love to see some custom rules for it. Uh, so that'd be kind of fun. Anyway, so that's the Sacrosanct. I think there's a really, really easy way to get into the uh, a first starting warband for these guys and uh, a lot of cool options. Yeah, at a good price, too. All right, so next we have the Kahadran Overlords. And um, here, again, we need a couple different kits to get you to 1,000 points. And the, the cheapest way that we found to do that was to get one box of Grunstock Thunders and and then a box of the Underworld Thunderings Profiteers, which will get you to, uh, you know a little bit of variety. So first you'll get five Thunders, and then the Underworld's box that gives you a Sky Rigger, a couple different Arc Knots, and, and an Aether Chemist, which theoretically will be an ally in the future. So between two of those, you could get about 1,400 points, 1,300 points. And uh, the total cost of that would be $65. Another option is to start collecting box, which would get you five Thunderers and three Sky Riggers, which could be Engine Riggers or Sky Wardens. But you also get a, a Gun Hauler, which you can't really use in Warcry, but that's $95. But Except to, you can use the Gun Hauler to drop them off for the battle. There you go. There you go. With the new compartment, it can get. <laughs> <laughs> now, that brings us to Seraphon, which we do have a couple of close friends that have been waiting for these guys to come to Warcry. The cheapest way uh, to get a warband on the table is uh, to buy a box of skinks. This will get you 20 skinks with a leader option. Looking at the cards, there's a ton of different options for um, equipping your skinks. Uh, some with a little bit more uh, toughness uh, with the, the shields, some with some range. So there's a few cool things to do there. That is uh, $35 for that box. Now, equally uh, costed at $35, the easy option is a box of the Saurus Knights. Uh, coming in at 1,000 points. And with that, you get eight Saurus Knights with a leader option. Now, one of the things that's kind of interesting is that in the prints, there is uh, one Saurus Knight that is obviously a little bit tougher, has more wounds, costs a little bit more, but it's missing the leader rune mark. We think that's a typo, so we're going ahead and put this as an option uh, here, but with the caveat that may need to be FAQ'd, but I think it'd be a fun place to start. 
Um, and obviously the start collecting at $90 starts getting you a lot more options. You get eight Saurus Knights, you get 12 Saurus Warriors, um, you get, uh, and then a bonus Carnosaur, which, uh, maybe down the road, uh, gives you a, um, a challenge battle option. Um, we're just speculating on that, but if you like a, a bonus Carnosaur, uh, you can't go wrong. Right. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Good. Next, we have Sylvaneth. And uh, the Sylvaneth, the, probably the, the cheapest and easiest way to get your warband is to buy a box of Dryads. And uh, with that, you get close to 1,200 points of models total. There's 16 models in that box. Obviously, you can't use them all on the board. But uh, $41 gets you started, and you can get going. But you, you probably definitely want to flush that out with some Kurnoth Hunters or some Tree Spite Revenants. Uh, to get some additional variety and, and options. Absolutely. Uh, and our last warband coming out in this new wave are the Fire Slayers. Now, this came out in the latest February White Dwarf, uh, and these are printed. So they're not loose uh, cards, but it's a printout or a, a couple of pages with their rules on them. Uh, and here, the cheap option is the Volkite Berserkers box. And we can build you up to 950 points. You get 10 uh, little naked dwarf models with a leader option for $60. And uh, there's kind of not a cheaper or easier build with, with that uh, or than that. I mean, that's a really good kind of number of models. They're small. They're easy to put together and build. The kind of bonus add-on, uh, get a box of the Hearthguard Berserkers slash Auric Hearthguard to give you some hittier models or some shootier models to add to that for $45. But they don't quite add up. Uh, one of those boxes uh, gives you five models with three different leader options, but only builds up to $695. Um, but a great reason to get uh, these guys on the table. All right, Josh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, now that we've done the rundown, um, and I do want to add a uh, real quick that we will be updating our muster guide PDF that can be found on uh, the mortal realms.com. And we'll put a link in the show notes and we'll share a link out on social media and in our discord uh, for you to find out. And you can uh, share it out to other people that are looking for that kind of tip or uh, direction on how to get into war cry really easy. Um, but let's take a little bit of reflection on these uh, new war bands um, you and I have each had a chance to, to get started in these in the new year with that kind of first wave of the second group. Um, so where did you, or where have you kind of been, uh, thinking of starting what's made your top three list and, uh, what, what have you already started playing with? Uh, I grabbed a bunch of the cards cause there's a lot of really cool options out there. And uh, I don't have a very large AOS collection, so I would definitely need to buy more models to flush out more of these areas. But um, I did pick up card sets for the both Zinch factions because I have some models from the uh, uh, Warhammer uh, Quest games that came out. And um, I picked up a Beast of Chaos because I thought a Beastman army would be, or a Beastman warband could be really cool. Uh, Slaves to Darkness as well because I did get the Getting Started box. I also picked up the Skaven because I used to play Skaven in, in Warhammer Fantasy and I have a, a bunch of old models which could potentially work. Um, and of course, I picked up the Cahadran Overlords because that is my AOS army now, and I've been playing with those and, and having a lot of fun. So, very cool, very cool. Now, I, as I mentioned uh, in our uh, earlier this episode, uh, went straight for the ogres, um, partially because 
Ogres were my first eighth edition warband. They've been my one of my favorite uh, revitalized war um, armies. Sorry, they were my first eighth edition army. Um, the first one I ever got painted and took to an event. Um, and they were my first to kind of. No, they weren't my first uh, in Age of Sigmar because I was working on my death when Age of Sigmar got started. But uh, I revitalized them uh, with some new themes in Age of Sigmar, and I really enjoy them. Um, but I've also got, um, I don't know, I've just got a big love for the big guys. So, uh, And they've been a lot of fun to play. Um, I haven't jumped into any of the others yet. Obviously, there's... Um, uh, I've got the Drukari drawn elves that I think would be fun to bring in as Kredron overlords and see how they play. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, we've got a number of players that are playing those. And so I'm kind of exploring some other options. Um, but the Sylvaneth are really intriguing to me. I've got a ton of dryads. So, um, you know, that, that is something I've already got taken care of. They're already painted, etc. So picking up some Kurnoth, which is such a fantastic kit, that I've waited a long time to like, I, you know, it's one of those things where I don't want a whole uh, Sylvaneth army, but that box is almost worth buying on its own for just the cool models and the bits and all that kind of stuff. Um, lastly, I've heard really good things about the Spire Tyrants in terms of how they play and having some unique uh, and strong combinations. Um, I haven't played many of the other Chaos, or the Warcry Chaos factions uh, that have that came out in that first wave. And so there's part of me that even with these kind of new, um, new ones that are, you know, models that, you know, we might have in our collections. Uh, I really feel like I need to want to go back in this new meta and pick out some of these other ones and see how they, how they play against some of this new stuff. So I think, uh, the Spire Tyrants are one that is kind of calling to me a little bit. Cool. Oh, it'd be fun to see them on the table. Now, Let's take another uh, kind of pass at this. If you were to, um, you know, inviting somebody new in uh, or talking to our listeners and they have somebody who's interested in getting in the game, what would be some of your advice for maybe in, in a selection or a recommendation for one of these uh, warbands to get into? Definitely. Um, so there's, uh, I know for the Beast of Chaos, for example, uh, one of our the, the local Warhammer store runner, uh, Vint, is picked up. You know, he highly recommends the start collecting box for that faction because you get the 10 Ungors, 10 Beastagors, the Saigor, and the Ally. It's, it's a great deal to get a nice variety of models and some stuff to grow into. So I definitely recommend that. I think the Skaven are really interesting because you have a huge variety of possibilities, you know, and uh, you just need multiple kits or be able to split kits with people, which is a great way to do it because you get so many Skaven in a box, for example. But uh, I've seen Skaven on the table a couple of times and they have some really unique combinations and variety and, uh, you know, from the large, scary um, rat ogres and storm fiends to tons of giant rats and, and smaller, you know, normal size Skaven, for lack of a better way to put it. So definitely a really cool force. They're super fast, and they'll definitely get to outnumber you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The other faction I've, I've played against a little bit are the Zinch Demons, and they also have a lot of really neat tactical flexibility. The, the Flamers are strong shooting attack, um, and, and the, while the, the Horrors also have a, a minor shooting attack, they do better in combat, but the, the 
Pink and Blue Horror's ability to split and, and double their numbers is extremely tactically beneficial for controlling treasures and grabbing objectives. So I've seen one of our local guys use them very effectively. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I think um, if I were to give a kind of, um, let me think about this. I've kind of stumbled over this a little bit. I think the first place I would go, if I was thinking of somebody to just kind of get started, maybe they're not, haven't been in the hobby at all. And Warcry is their first uh, jump into it. The Sacrosanct Chamber provides a really interesting um, entry with the two easy-to-build boxes because they're both kind of easy to get started with the hobby side of it with those um, push-fit kits um, and being kind of six models to work with. It gives you a little bit of variety with the Castigators, gives you a little bit of range, a little bit, uh, but all kind of really hard-to-kill stuff. So can be a really good way to get kind of get started where you're not going to have as much stuff die you're going to spend a little bit more time you know going through the table a little more time you know getting all your activations over more rounds um you don't have as many models on the table but again this isn't the about being too optimized um but it's but it's a great way to kind of get them started um also um i i would probably say that with that new gloom spite box uh, you get a ton of just really fun options with that, um, with the bounders, with the snufflers, that I think that would be a really good one. And those are all really easy to build and easy to paint uh, for for $50. Um, but I think it's if you're going uh, down the chaos route, um, I'm really keen on some of the, the corn stuff, those, those um, flesh hounds. Again, being five models, really cool kind of new sculpts and having uh, really fast-moving, hard-hitting animals on the table would be really appealing for a new player. So I think that would be another recommendation I might give. Um, Again, and then from there you get them hooked and then they might buy it, hopefully buy another kit to, to round it out or add some variety or add... Um, some more numbers to their warband, etc. Uh, and it, but it's an easy kind of first step to get into. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna, since you're talking about that, I'm just gonna yeah. add on real quickly that the again the wrath and rapture wrath and rapture box is a great buy because those three skull crushers are super expensive as a kit by themselves. So and that that box that deal is gonna give you those models. And a, and a lot of other variety with a you know with a eighty dollar price for half that that box set. Yeah, absolutely. If you and a friend are looking to get started in Warcry or start a new warband and you want to split that box, it's a fantastic option. And so is any of the other. And I think we'll see that more in the future as those start um, those battle boxes come out. They're going to be great options for future warbands too. So just an, another reason uh, to to get those when they're when they're fresh and they're hot and they're because uh, they don't always stick around for a long time. Right. Now um, you've said you've started playing uh, your KO. How have you found that new warband uh, uh, in the in the I guess coming out of? We've been playing it since the beginning. We played when we just had our uh, you know first. 16 factions and the variety there. Um, how have you found the KO in the, in the few games that you've gotten to play with them? Don't, uh, it's, uh, 
they've been really interesting because obviously the, there's a lot of shooting, which I, I didn't have any with the Cypher Lords. Yeah. So, so that has been a, a nice change. Uh, they're extremely slow, which is something I'm having to get used to. I, I did uh, start with an Endron Rigger and a Sky Warden. So the two balloon guys, they're, so they have a high movement. But because they're so expensive, I, I started my thousand point list. I had six models on the table. So mm, it was yeah. a struggle. And uh, right, you know, even at 1,100 points right now, I have seven models on the table. So you're heavily outnumbered most of the time, but you can reach out and touch people. So I'm still learning what that balance is in terms of when to fire, when to move, and, and how to use the, the balloon guys more effectively. But I'm really enjoying the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've had the opportunity to play the Ogres a bit um, with this new uh, swath of options. And uh, I like the Gut Lord as kind of an option. It's 305 points for that model. Um, and one of the things is, obviously, you put a ton of points into that, so you don't have as much for bodies on the table unless you bring more Noblars. And I managed to get, I think, five Noblars uh, and then two other ogres outside of the the gut lord so i get eight models on the table to start so that's really nice to have that that uh that option but the gut lord is you know your biggest force it can take out pretty much any models uh you know he's a, a 510 damage profile and and uh, has i believe three attacks um so he can really kind of bring the pain he just needs to hit with a couple of them and usually he's you know hitting on threes or fours um so he's pretty guaranteed to take something out every round uh, but he is a lot of points and a lot of force to put in one place and i think he'll be easy to uh, avoid if if someone is uh you know keen to do so um but the lead belchers give some range uh to kind of compensate for that too. So it's not that they aren't able to put any force anywhere else. It's just uh, a lot of focus in on that gut Lord uh, uh, who will go toe to toe with any other model or monster, I think, and, and do well. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's been really cool. You've gotten a lot of different cards. Uh, are you pl planning to play KO for a while? And then, you know, once you've gone through a quest of that, pick up something else or do you feel like you're going to jump into testing another warband pretty soon and which one right no uh at this point uh i think i'll stay with the ko until maybe season three where we're talking about uh, another unique challenge we might do amongst the three of us so yeah but uh but uh, yeah and so at this point in time i'll kind of keep my options open on, on those other warbands and, and maybe pick up models to flush them out a little bit in the meantime but yep. probably stick with the ko for playing that's cool. That's cool. Um, part of me is interested uh, because I do have uh, the corn, um, the corn dogs, the flesh hounds, <laughs> um, but also I've got uh, a, a few of the others with the Stormcast um, Warrior Chamber uh, and the the Bloodbound from that original box. I think I wouldn't mind kind of just putting them on the table um, uh, and. And, and take them for a spin and just see what they've got in the tank, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Definitely. So especially with a, a Korgorath, you know, bounding around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, all right. Um, so, you know, like we said, this is our view perspective on the new war bands. 
getting into them either the cheapest way or the easiest way to get them on the table at uh, nearing a thousand points or the close to a thousand points as most of the warbands get to to start with. Um, and we hope that it's been helpful to you. We hope it will be helpful to anybody that you're hoping to get into the the hobby, get into playing Warcry. If you do have uh, a chance to go and check out the muster guide, the PDF will post it in a lot of different places. Please uh, take it and share it. Um, it will have information to help people find the podcast and the website. So it's just a way of a little bit of self-promotion that way. Um, but if you do find any typos, any errors, or if there's a, a correction you'd like to make in kind of the, the feedback and the, the advice we're giving here, please let us know um, by sending us an email, dogsofwarcry at gmail.com. Uh, anything else that you want to add uh, before we uh, sign off here, Josh? Um, I'm just going to reinforce my excitement. Uh, we got 19 new warbands this year so far, and, uh, and you know, our options have exploded. And, uh, you know, and I encourage people to be patient and try things out because there's going to be a lot of really new things that everybody's going to work through and tactics and strategies. But uh, it also opens the door, I think, for, our, you know, eventually creating some campaigns where our Warcry games affect a larger AOS games and, and other sorts of map-based campaigns, as we were kind of seeing Peachy talk about in, a, in on the Warhammer community site. So lots of potential and excitement going forward for me. Absolutely. Uh, never has there been uh, this many options to get your friends uh, and people in your community into Warcry. So take advantage of it uh, and uh, let this variety and unknown be kind of another uh, time to be excited for this game and, and what's possible. So um, thanks for joining us and look forward to talking to you more next episode. It's time to put a muzzle on this episode. If it was a good, good dog, support the show with a positive review on iTunes, sharing it with friends, joining us for hobby discussions at themotorrealms.com forward slash discord, or leave a tip at themotorrealms.com forward slash Patreon. More content is available at themortorrealms.com and on Twitter at Dogs of Warcry. Welcome to Midwest, I'm the Bruce, this is Narrative, this is a podcast you'll ever turn right. I'll be in the fall, we gave you a false dice, you're a little low, and this one's never gonna go slow to the Dogs of Warcry.